My name is Tim Daniel, and welcome to a fantastic edition of Late Night Reds, brought to you by the Riverfront folks. It is my birthday episode. Well, my birthday is tomorrow, but you know, so we're celebrating my birthday a night early. Absolutely. Yes. I'm joined by my good friend, as you can see now, a three-time, three-time, three-time co-host. I was going to say, do I, is this like Saturday Night Live where I get like, I get start getting <laughs> stars and I can be, yeah. you know, start being, co- I, I like that. I like that three-time. I, I like that. Ah, I absolutely love it. Uh, man, um, this is pretty wild. So I'm so excited to have been here. Uh, what a fun week. Um, so much to talk about this, this week's episode. Uh, I, I like that. Sorry, Corbin Carroll, but the rookie team of the year goes to the Reds. He <laughs> he did go deep today. It was I, I witnessed it. It was he's very impressive at the, yeah. at the baseball game. Uh, yeah. But I do love that comment from Scott. But first, guys, hey. We got a little corporate here at the riverfront. Uh, so we now are part of a nice affiliation. And this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Love SeatGeek. Dude, bought kiss tickets for the October show in Cincinnati off SeatGeek before this came up. Um, oh, yeah. So, hey, SeatGeek makes it pretty, pretty quick and easy. It takes all the confusion out of ticket sales, right? Very simple. You go on there. It gives you a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good deal or bad. If you understand stop signs, green means good, red means bad, obviously. Or in this case, green means go, red means stop, don't do it. Uh, so SeatGeek is now uh, good friends of the riverfront. So much that if you haven't used it yet, our users can get $20 off their first purchase with the code RIVERFRONT. All one word. I will tell you, if you haven't used it yet and you're planning to use it, Keep an eye out for a certain event coming up. We have discussions right now that we are putting together. So, uh, yes, Cooperfront is the place to be. We'll drink to that. Happy birthday to me. Absolutely. The Red Legs, Happy five birthday, straight wins, brother. leading in the wild card. Pretty fun. Yeah, dude, it is. It's it's a fun time, man. It's a fun yeah. time. Uh, it, it's... Uh, I don't even know like how to put it into words and I know we'll go into this later, but like it's, and I think I posted the other day, like win or lose, like, gosh, this team is just fun. Like there's just a fun team to root for a fun team to be around the excitement they have for one another. Like, it's just, it's just super dope. It's just awesome. Thank you, branch. I appreciate you. Shout out Scott. I appreciate you as well. Um, yeah, it's super, super crazy, man. Um, so a couple weeks ago on the Riverfront, the home show, see Chad, look at that Ultra Company man. Um, <laughs> by the way, I got to be a post. Uh, I'm now a part of the Chad Substack, so I posted my recap of TBC last night, where uh, the University of Cincinnati Bearcats won the national championship. I mean, won an <laughs> alumni basketball game. Um, so check uh, that out. Check that out on Chad Substack. I got to give a recap of the game. I had a lot of fun, but. You see fans, you would have thought, oh my god. I call, I had to call Ben at like eleven thirty last night. And yeah. be like, You're not gonna believe this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 very rare I get a text from Timmy D at 10 30 night. He's like, Hey, do you have time to talk? I'm like, Oh, I'm like, uh, uh, for you, absolutely. Like, what what's going on? What's that? He's a like, he goes, You see fans out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out of control. 
What up, Pat? Pat McGooch in the building? Hey, yes, sir. All right, so let's talk about... Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Let's go ahead and get into the week before this gets off the hinge, off the hinges here. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's deflated. Come back from the All-Star break. They get swept by the Brewers. It wasn't fun. Um, but they managed to put together... You know, they, get, they have the Giants come into town. And, you know, they lose that first game to suspended... Um, and then they, you know they pick up the second half, second game that night, and that's a freaking fun game. I know they lose, yeah, but the offense was like sputtering, and they go out there and score ten runs. And um, man, that game was a blast. And Carnassian Strain hits his first homer. We're gonna dive into him a little later. Joey hits his three hundred fiftieth. Obviously, a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday, Willie Stinkin' Beeman, man, Will Benson. Yeah. So he was on Jim Day on. I don't know if you listen to Jim Day's podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was on there Monday and was just an awesome interview. Just like such a cool dude, like such an easy guy to root for, obviously. Um, uh, just loved it. Loved, loved the interview. It talks about like going through the struggles of when he first got called up and when he goes down to go to Pat Kelly and he's like, I need to go back up. I need to go. And he's like, relax, you're going to get there. Um, so that was really, really mm-hmm. fun. And kind of dove, dove into that. But yeah, he comes out, he hits a huge, I mean, the game winning home run in that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. And Graham Ashcraft, tremendous. And Thursday, dude, Andrew, Andrew freaking Abbott. Oh my God. Eight innings pitched of one run ball. I mean, one hit ball was a one run game, but I was in the ninth when he was out because Wilmer Flores was like, fine, I'm just going to hit one more home run off you guys for you. Right. (laughs) Before we get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Christian Yelich, Wilmer Flores, and Cattell Marte just had like the best time ever in this homestand at GABP. Yeah. They love it. They love, they, they love Great American. Yeah. And so, uh abbott was unreal just so good and then friday dude another pretty decent game um i know arizona's been slumping a little bit but they're a good baseball team they're a very good baseball team uh and matt mcclain hits a grand slam uh saturday they go back to back to back between freedom mcclain and fraley and then today ellie leads the game off with a homer and i have to go out and call out some of the guys in our riverfront slack because uh nick senzel's obviously got like it coming out there and people are like why is he in this game he can't hit lefties they're talking all that senzel smoke mm-hmm. what's nick senzel do folks what he do today tell me <laughs> what did nick senzel do at gabp this afternoon besides the run into a double play which he was safe by the way i'm, I'm yeah. standing by that uh, yeah he just smoked a tater just smoked a tater like branch brown does on his grill that's what he mm-hmm. did you feel me um it was awesome and, yeah. you know, it just felt good. Like the Ellie leadoff home run. So I was standing up, you know, like when you're on the far end of the ballpark in the 500s mm-hmm. and it's like you're next, like where they have the swings and like the child's play area and stuff. I was standing like there by the seats and my wife and so Grace Nyers come to get me and be like, hey, let's go to our seats now because she was taking care of the baby. And as I'm like standing there, you can see Ellie's ball in the air. And I'm sure on TV it was like a no doubter, but like watching it in the air, seeing how high it went and how fast it went, I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> that's insane." Yeah. Um, so that was pretty crazy. But man, just like I was so impressed with the fact that like even Monday after they lose that Giants game, uh, mm-hmm. oh well, Tuesday technically, um, right. you know, it's like a thing where people are like waiting. So Chad and Nate talked about this week on their show. People were just waiting to be like, well, we told you, like, they're not for real. Like, 
It was a lucky run. This was nice while it lasted. It's 2014 all over again when they choke out of the all-star break. And they yep. were just like, all right, we'll just put 10 runs up in a game. It's like, well, you lost that one too. You're pitching. Who's been holding you up all year on the bullpen. They fell apart. And it's like, all right, fine. We'll just win tomorrow and mm-hmm. go out there and win these games. And um, man, so, okay. I have to get this in real quick. That I have to talk to you about. And I texted the chat earlier. So there's some conversation about Blues Traveler between Pat and Chad right now in the chat. And um, August 18th. So, you know, we're trying to put a huge event together for our Riverfront listeners, something we're really excited about. Details to come. Um, I noticed today we should have done it on August 18th against the Blue Jays because it's Yacht Rock concert night at the stadium. They're giving out a Yacht Rock Reds hat. And we're the Riverfront. Bro. We need to uh, know. Team. Yeah, I, I know. I know. We we talked about this prior to coming on air, but uh, there, there's nothing. There's uh, there's nothing like yacht rock. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing like the the sounds of, of crisscross sailing. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's nothing like a good uh, a rock yacht going on in a Reds game. And like you said, you're the riverfront. Yeah, yacht rock riverfront hand in hand. I somebody's missing something. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, we could have been like over there, like watching the Reds beat the Blue Jays and like seeing like Alexis Diaz strike out Boba shit and just being like, <laughs> takes me away. Yep. Yeah. See, shut it down. Mm-hmm. Would have been perfect. Um, <laughs> I guess we couldn't get the box. They couldn't get the boat though. Others, other places do that apparently from what I hear. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but dude, so look, what a fun week. Uh, yep. You know, like we said, like this was a team that everyone was waiting to count them out. And yeah. they were like, no, nope, we told you, we still got this. And uh, uh, yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. It, it's here's the cool thing about it, man, is that, uh, and we've talked about this before, the youthful energy, they're too, they're too naive to know the difference. Like I was going to bring guys, this up. You know what I mean? They're young guys. They're hungry. They're, they're in the, you know, they're playing major league baseball. They they are too like they're too unaware of slumps and streaks. They just want to play ball. Like they they, they just want to play ball. Whether that whether they win 10-11, whether they lose 10-11, whether they it's a one-run game or it's a you know back to back to backs or grand slams, these guys just want to win. And and to an extent, that is the cool part about it. Like these guys are are coming in mostly rookies. Mostly just caught up this year, uh, and and they're not. They don't listen to the to the static. They're not listening to the noise. They're not listening to the all star big Blake, uh, all star break, uh, slump stuff. They don't listen to none of that stuff. All they're like, dude, we just want to go out, win game by game, piece by piece, and it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Votto one night. It could be Will Benson one night. It could be Senzel. It could be McLean. It could be Ellie. They all complement one another, and that's been the coolest part about all of it, man, is that those guys have been incredible, and, and they're just playing to win baseball games, and they don't get caught up in the ups and downs. Um, they're, they're, they're young to not know, but they're mature to know the difference, which is, which is crazy, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Chad said that we need more of you on the riverfront. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. As, as Ben's tax guy, uh, by the way, Chad, you have the power to do this. <laughs> this is kind of your baby 
but as Ben's tax guy, you're gonna have to send the W nine to him just so right. I can make sure that everything is lined up. <laughs> yeah, we're um, good. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you mentioned the two like the like and everyone kind of agreed too naive to know the difference is like the the best way to describe it because it is just like we're just dudes having fun mm-hmm. in this brand new experience, and we're we're really good. Like we're really yeah. talented dudes. Um, Man, it, it, like you look out there on the field, like and and I and I was looking at this the other day when I was watching it, it's crazy to me. Have you, has there ever been a team Tim? and you've watched a ton of baseball and you've yeah. watched a ton of reds baseball where you look across the guy playing first is a rookie guy playing seconds, a rookie guy playing shorts, a rookie the guy playing thirds, a rookie, the guy playing centers, a rookie. All these guys are first year call-ups or late last year, first year call-ups mm-hmm. And are major contributors to a team right now that's winning the wild card and a half game out of first place. I've never seen anything like, like I. Of course, you've seen one or two rookies come in and have yeah have have years or 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 one or two rookies come have an impact. But like you look at like guys like Andrew Abbott, you look at guys like like um, McLean, Ellie Steer, like all these guys are uh, you know. Uh, ECS, they all came in. They, I mean, they're all rookies. Like, have yeah. you ever seen this kind of impact from from a rookie, like a rookie group that came in and they they are not supposed to be where they are, but have have battled this whole year. Like, I've never seen a group of of this many rookies have this kind of impact and it be this sustained. Yeah, like you've seen groups of young guys, right? Like, I mean, the Reds, right. are, perf- the Reds are a perfect example. The Bruce, Votto, Phillips, Stubbs, yep. Cueto yep. Yep. teams were mm-hmm. like, they all kind of came up in a in like a time frame, but it wasn't yeah. like, okay, Matt McClain's up this week. Ellie McC- Ellie's going to be up in three weeks. Christian Cardinal Strand's going to be up a month after that. Uh, Andrew Abbott's going to get a couple starts because Nick Lodolo's hurt. Like, you know, it was like, okay, so Homer Bailey comes up in 07. Mm-hmm. Joey comes up at the end of 07. Uh, Drew Stubbs comes up in 09. Jay Bruce comes up in 08. You know, like Cueto's up in, in 07. They traded for Volquez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ryan Hannigan, who, you know, I'm not going to go here and talk like he was like a world beater offensively, but like, you know, there were very few guys in that time. You wanted more behind the plate as a pitcher than Ryan mm-hmm. Hannigan. Yep. Um, and you're starting to see that now. And like, what makes that so unique here? And like, look, you know, we, we're joking about the Blue Jays and that whole series coming up in August. Yacht Rock Night by the riverfront, by the way. Um, oh, man. Where, where like Bo, Vlad yep. Jr., Caven, like those dudes all came up relatively close to each other, but not this close, right? Yeah. Um, and I think so. That's what's kind of really cool about it is like, so there was was it Friday? I think it was Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. It might have been earlier in the week, but the Red Socials posted a picture on Twitter. It was like the all rookie infield because it was the game India was DHing. So it was mm-hmm. like Strand at first, McLean, Ellie, and Steer all yep. in the infield. And I was like, that's freaking wild. Because like the machine, we we brag about the machine. Like the machine is like our it's our 96 Chicago Bulls, right? Absolutely. Like that is our like Absolutely. but that wasn't even like they were young together and grew up together, but it wasn't like within a few weeks those guys came up. Yeah. So no, it, yeah, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, and it's just like man, it's so awesome. And like so I saw a stat that popped up today that uh, ESPN Sports shared, and this is kind of just tells you everything you need to know about this team with your comment. So let me see if I can find it again. 
they were talking about, I guess, so Luke, the Luke, Luke Weaver's ERA in mm-hmm. his last 10 starts is like 8.79. Mm. I'm sorry, Yeah, 8.79 in his last 10 starts, and the Reds are 9-1 and one in those games. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Uh, no, not at all. That's insane. Yeah, and... That's insane. Uh, yeah, that's a conversation. So, yeah. Um, we got, you know, with all the good we're talking about today, David Bell got very lucky that they won that game. Yeah. Because Luke Weaver did look pretty good for, for the first two guys, the first two runs of the order. Mm-hmm. But when Corbin Carroll came up with two runners on, that was as predictable as it gets. Here, here Tim, I'm going to hear this is a story. This is, this is what was happening today. So, uh, myself and my wife went to a young man's graduation party. Mm-hmm. We were there. Every, of course, everybody's watching the Reds game. We're all hanging out. Uh, they got runners on, and I kid you not, I looked at a buddy of mine that was right next to me. I said, "Oh, I'm like this is going to be a big inning for the Brew, or this is going to be a big inning for the Diamondbacks." And then Corbin Carroll came up, smashed the ball. I was like, "Here you go." I said, like, like it, like you said, it was so predictable. You know, once once you go, it, it, dude. It, unless you are, unless you are a guy that has multiple years of experience and some and, and craftiness, it's hard to get through a good lineup like that. Uh, you know, multiple times. So once he got to that third time around, and they started knocking him around, like you said, it could have got really ugly. Because he he waited to pull the trigger just a, a little bit too late. <laughs> so, but Pat saying, "I wish you would have got ejected, so I could have called him Cor- Carol the Karen." That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, Branch, Branch has an Oppenheimer reference here. I haven't. I didn't see Oppenheimer. I saw Barbie this weekend. I didn't see Oppenheimer. Oh, you saw Bar- uh, that side note. How how was Barbie? Fantastic. So fun. Okay. So fun. Okay. We went to the drive-in in Amelia so we could take Iris. Oh, and, yeah. Dude, it was great. Good deal. It was great. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, great week for them to kind of find this the ways to do things and find the ways to win and come back from a tough stretch with the Brewers. Um, yeah. One thing I really want to talk about, by the way, uh, so kind of one of the next the, this next segment here. Um, so these the starting pitching – it's kind of starting to pick up some steam and pitch really well right now. And I wanted to kind of highlight a couple guys here, particularly because, you know, we talk about Andrew Abbott all the time, green and Lodolo. We know they're on the way back. Um, mm-hmm. Luke Weaver is there. Um, but like Nate said, a couple weeks ago, teams of destinies win games when Luke Weaver pitches and yeah. this team wins when Luke Weaver pitches. But I want to talk about Brandon Williamson, Ben Lively, and Graham Ashcraft, and what they've been able to do from their struggles early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Williamson, it was like after that game in Baltimore with the rainout, was like, you know, it's like all of a sudden he like goes and pitches the Fourth of July against the against the Nationals, and gets pulled early because there were some issues with the with mm-hmm. the weather. Um, and then, like, since then, it's been unbelievable. Like, yesterday, he was awesome. He was yeah. freaking good. He gave them a chance to win yep. on back-to-back-to-back home runs. Um, Graham Ashcraft, who, look, like, we were all kind of worried, right? Like, when he mm-hmm. came back, when he got hurt, like, he went on the IL. Uh, he has a first start back against Atlanta. You know, look, <laughs> a lot of pitchers are going to get knocked <laughs> yeah. around by Atlanta, the Braves. Yeah, Atlanta's Atlanta, man. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a um, hard team to come back against. But man, bounce back has pitched really well since the break. And uh, Ben Lively, who I know compared to the other two, that's a 4.15 ERA, eight and two thirds with four and runs. But the caveat of Sunday, he gets pulled uh, mm-hmm. because he has an in- they're worried about injury. Um, and then Friday, you know, Will Benson misjudges a ball and they pull yep. him right after that, or else he goes five innings uh, that leads to a run. But, you know, this, the Ben Lively story is incredible, right? This is a guy who was out of the big leagues for four years. Like it's the ultimate, it's better than the rookie. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that Dennis Quaid is too old to play Ben Lively in a movie. Um, but I don't know. Could like Bradley Cooper play Ben Lively? Oh, I, mean, yeah. I yeah. think he's a little older, but like, he looks like he's like 27. But he looks so. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think Lively's looked really good. I know he gets lucky a lot. If you look at like the stuff, um, mm-hmm. but I think he's been awesome, but Brandon Williamson, man. So he comes out in that Colorado game. You're like, Oh God, big league debut against the Rockies. You're like, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Um, That Orioles game. Like we talked about, like, you know, the rain is coming down. Like it's like a monsoon and he's out there trying to throw pitches. Yeah. Which is Um, insane. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. And like, since then has just been awesome and seeing Graham Ashcraft come back. So, you know, the big conversation is obviously this team needs a starter. And look, I still stand by that. Like, mm-hmm. I know Green and Lodolo are coming back. Um, you know, hope. well, I should say hopefully. Looks like Hunter Green's going to uh, start to throw from a mound again. And he should be back in August. Lodolo, they're not a thousand percent certain. Um, but, you know, with what these three are giving them and mm-hmm. Luke Weaver, um, you know, they, they win when Luke Weaver pitches. You know, there's right. that. But, uh it's unbelievable, man. Like Brandon Williamson, you know, it's very rare. You see a guy who looks much better in the big leagues than he did in the minors. Cause you're supposed to dominate minors talent to get to the big leagues. Right. <laughs> and like all these struggles, you're like, well, he, he walks guys. He can't locate his pitches like this, 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 and this. He comes up here and it's like, I just strike people out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it's, um, there, there's a certain learning curve for, for major league baseball pitching. Uh, and we saw this, and we we talked about this before with Hunter Green and Ladola both. Like, there there's a certain comfort level uh, when you are a major league pitcher as to how your growth is going to go. So, you know, you know, speaking of Williamson, like we're talking about him, like there are certain things that you've got to go through in a process in order to be uh, successful as a major league pitcher. I, I know that those guys are going to struggle at some point. Yeah. Um, however, they, they are still learning to pitch to major league pitching. And that's why, like, even with Lively, like, that doesn't really concern me. I mean, it concerns me, but it doesn't because guys are learning. Um, but But I think overall, these guys are pitching at a level that's – it's a sustainability, right? So right. we we know Hunter Green's coming back, hopefully. Lodolo's coming back, hopefully. Abbott, I mean, Abbott has been incredible. Um and, and what so you're, you're yeah, yeah. So but you're but you're once again, it's like it's like home, it's your own homegrown talent. And it's your guys that are going to battle every every night against against good teams. Like it's not like they're pitching against scrubs. I mean, these are right. these are good professional baseball team. So um, you're going to get, they're going to get knocked around some, but, but our, our lineup is so, our, our lineup is so good that you can afford to have a f- four to six 
point ERA and still win games. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. they're gonna you know we don't have Glavin Smoltz and the but but we have guys that are that are consistent. They are they're getting guys out. They're getting good outs, and then we have middle relievers and the world's best closer to close games out. So as long as they can give you give you four to six good innings uh, of you know two run three run baseball, we're we're going to be in every game. Yeah, and I think like in the Weaver situation, it's like just keep us within blast range, and yeah, we'll find a way. We'll find a way, and that's like impressive, right? Because that's yeah. The- that's 97, like that's night late 90s Yankees stuff right there. Yep. <laughs> Keep us in the game because we'll score yep. runs. Yep. Yeah. That the and I think that's not- what and I think that's what those guys are are, are doing. You know, it, it's it's a learning, it's a learning curve. Also, though, that they know that if you keep if you keep us within three to five runs, anything's possible for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's there's not that pressure that you got to pitch in one run games all the time. So, you you know, you're going to have your mistakes. You're going to have you know, you're going to make mistake pitches. But mm-hmm. there's not the pressure that you've got to go out there and throw no hitters every time. Like it, it's there's no pressure with this lineup of having to do that. So you can go out, make mistakes, do things and learn and become better pitching pitchers with a lineup like we have, you know, going out night after night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Scott. Rogier asks a really awesome question here, and I think it's a really fair one because if the Reds do go get a starter, you got to think that you know after if, let's let's say Hunter Green and Nick Lodola comes back and they trade for a starter, mm-hmm. um, that means Luke Weaver's out. I don't want anyone to lose their job, but right, you know, yeah. yeah, um, and then they bring in you know, let's say Dylan Cease just for example. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be Dylan Cease. I would be happy. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Brandon Williamson as a, for the pen for long relief? So this is interesting because if you ask me, Brandon Williamson is a thousand percent proof that he needs to be on the big league roster. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot send him back to Louisville. Would he probably develop more as a starter in Louisville? Yeah, probably. But he's a guy that you can count on to get outs, right? Mm-hmm. Lefties and righties. Now, albeit, he's pitching against the Dodgers on Friday. We might be having a different conversation next week about that. Yeah. Um, but he has been tremendous. And, like many people are saying in the chat tonight, they need another lefty in the pen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Alex Young has been really, really good. He's been far better than we expected. But, man, like, you know, he had that rough game in San Francisco where Lucas mm-hmm. Sims had to come in in the, can- in the, in the suspended game and, you know, Fix it for him. Um, so this is, you know, I don't hate this idea because, like I said, like I can't see a situation right now where you send Brandon Williamson to Louisville. No, because uh, winning the division and being in a wild card is all about your pitching. So you can't send, yeah. send a guy that's pitched that well off of your roster. Like you have to have him somewhere. Right. And like you said, you need lefty. You need lefty arms. You need lefty relievers. And the guy has proven that he can get major league outs. So yeah. if you bring in another starter, you can move him to the pen. He can do long relief um, and, and still be effective because he gets outs. Yeah. I mean, bullpen days are going to happen, right? Like Arizona had mm-hmm. two in this series. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. And Pat makes a good point. You know, I think Brandon Williamson's probably outpitched lively for that last roster spot, that last yeah. rotation spot. And yeah. I love Ben lively. I think he's tremendously fun to watch pitch. Um, but yeah, um, 
Scott, I think that's a great question. Thank you for, for submitting that because it, it's a very fascinating conversation. Um, my dream of Shane Bieber coming to the Reds seems like it's not going to happen now that he's gotten hurt. Yeah. And the Guardians, even though the AL Central is brutal. We, mm-hmm. Everyone talked all this smoke about the National League Central forever, and we have two teams in there right now who are in playoff contention. Who so um, check it, all right? <laughs> yeah, check it. Uh. Let's talk about uh, Christian Arcanasian Strand because this is his first week in the big leagues, and mm-hmm. um, you're of course someone that I text daily about yeah. everything going on in like my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so his first week here, and we're gonna we're gonna go into obviously how this the stats look amazing for his first week, but we're gonna get into yeah. what we see from him. And look, 304, 333 on base, 435 slugging, 768 OPS. That's gonna go up, is what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, one homer, that homer was like looked like <laughs> the easiest home run I've ever seen in my yeah. life. It looked like it was like, oh, you're throwing a slider away. Okay. Like yep. No, Reach out and touch it. No phase, not phase at all. Just an easy swing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, six runs batted in. Had two huge ones today to kind of separate the game uh, and yep. give the Reds that four-run cushion when the bases were loaded. I definitely thought he was going deep. I thought it was going to be a grand slam. I really yeah. did, but I'll take the two RBI there. Um, you know, I think he's – so the stats look great. And, mm-hmm. again, like Ellie's gone through – like Matt McClain went through for like, I don't know, a day. But I, has, has gone uh, I think I think Matt McClain had six at bats, maybe that was like that. But <laughs> yeah. He, his curve uh, was a little little quicker. Yeah, but this is um this is awesome. And mm-hmm. I saw some guys earlier that like he's destined to be a four or five hitter. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Um man, when he is like at the plate, he spits on balls that are like, I'm not swinging at that. Mm-hmm. And he makes you throw him strikes. And yeah. um, I'm not obviously going to like go out of control and compare him to guys, but like has like a similar swing to like Pujols. Not that he's Albert Pujols. So please no one like that's not the clickbait conversation here. Right. But just that super easy, smooth, go through the bait, go through the, um, the strike zone. Mm-hmm. It's impressive as hell. Um, yeah. I think he's a four or five hitter. At the moment, until he gets better in corner in corner infield, I think he's a DH, uh, which is not a bad thing. And I'll, this kind of leads me to another conversation we'll have after this. But what is your what is your thoughts on this? Um, I I think his potential, I believe, is is to be a four or five, um, dude. To watch him have those good of at bats. Uh, and I said, I mean, I said it about Matt McClain too. To have these kind of at bats as a rookie, where you're you're not swinging at dumb pitches, you're not swinging at pitches out of the zone, you're not chasing bad balls, your swing looks easy through the zone, you're making solid contact. Like like I said, we're not we're not saying he's going to be this way. Uh, he's going to have a struggle, of course. People are going to adjust to him and, and things like that, which they're they're professionals. That's going to happen, right? But but the ease at which he uh, makes contact, the the ease of his at bats, the ease of when he makes contact on a ball and how like his, his swing path and the way he goes through his process and all that stuff. Like that guy is a, he's a professional hitter. And, and 
I always noticed, which it's funny, nobody really knew about exit velocity until about two years ago because that's when they started making it like a, a thing that everybody watched. But it, there's just different guys that when they hit the ball, it's it's just different. He's one of them. Like, yeah, he hits he hits a ball and the exit velo on those balls are just insane. Him and Ellie like that's the path of which they're able to swing and the power that they're able to generate. Like it, it's just insane at what they're going to do. So I, I think he will have a, a stretch, of course, where he'll struggle just like Ellie did. Sure. Like we said, just like, you know, Will Benson, Matt, like all these guys are going to struggle, but eventually he's going to figure it out. Um, I, I, the DH is a perfect spot for him. And I, and I think that he's going to have a lot of success. You know, what's wild is like, so they pull up their top three prospects hitting wise, right? They pull up their top pitching prospect mm-hmm. and it kind of goes into the conversation we had earlier about just all this stuff that's kind of happening right now. Um, this isn't over. This isn't like, okay, we got all our guys now. There's still mm-hmm. people coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's reinforcements on the way. Like this isn't, it's like the Avengers end game where, you know what I mean? <laughs> all the circles are yeah, popping up. All the circles up start popping up. Here comes, the, Noel, here comes Edward Arroyo. Here yep. comes Noel V. Marte. Yep. Yeah. Like, so like it, it's, it's not over. It's not over by a long shot. So um, that'll be the interesting, that'll be the interesting thing is, is what is the timing for those guys? Like what, where yeah. does that, where do they start to fit into the plan of, um, not only just the end of this year's roster, but you know we're looking future twenty twenty four or twenty like when twenty twenty four or twenty like when do those guys start to peek their head and start to get a taste of this? Because you know what you're starting to see is 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 that youth movement that we've already talked about. But like man, like it's it's gonna be like if you guys have ever watched uh, Voltron or Transformers or whenever those guys start to assemble and they start to come together and it becomes a, a machine, dude, like it's going to be insane. Once they, like you said, it ain't over. Like this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as the red farm system and what, what we've got in store for people. Yeah. So I know Tyler Stevenson struggled a little bit this year and it hasn't been the season we all wanted him to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fully confident he's going to bounce back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but 24, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, having an off season, they'd be like, what went wrong? I'm on this really good baseball team. Pressure's not on me because look, we went into the year thinking if India and Stevenson are really good, we have a lot to be excited about for the future. Mm-hmm. And they've been very up and down. Um, and now it's like, is India the odd man out? And this conversation is going up, which kind of pains me because I do really like him, but yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there. We'll get into that forever. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, now it's like, okay, so um, Matt McClain is just, like, incredible. Um, it's so awesome. Yeah, Scott makes a great point. Tyler Stevenson behind the plate this year has been awesome. Yeah. Has been really, yeah. really good. Um, you know, he, uh, these last few months, like, you can see him. He's framing well, which I think pitch framing should be illegal. I think we need to – that's <laughs> – it's unbelievably <laughs> terrible. Um, but – you know, I think he's been so good behind the plate. Yeah. Um, and I think so, you know, if he's in a situation where it's like, hey, dude, like you're a catcher, you've got pop. Like he has shown pop lately. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's seventh for us. We, you know, we can take the pressure off you. Like that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's so, you know, I think uh, 
I think it's been really good. Uh, by the way, Luke Maley today, two hits, had a home run yeah. the other day. Um, has local Luke earned the spot of like long term backup catcher until someone's ready for it? Should local, uh, should local Luke be on the big league roster in 24? I, I, I would think, yes, I would think. I, I mean, would think so too. He's, he's been a solid contributor as, as the backup catcher. Like he's been, yeah, you know, he's been legit. He's been legit. I think he's earned that. I think he's earned that for sure. I'm sure he would be happy to be back on the res. I can't speak for him, obviously, but the fact that, you know, he's from a local high school, he played mm-hmm. baseball at UK. Um, yep. Like, I'm sure he'd be like, oh, you guys want to bring me back for a couple of years? Like, okay, sure. Like, I'm down. Yeah, yeah um, I'm sure he'd eat that up. Absolutely. Yeah. So I saw some questions about what birthday cake I prefer. And Pat said that I look like a carrot cake guy. I won't lie. I do enjoy carrot cake. But, um, and, it, and this might be cheating, but um, I am like an Cold Stone Oreos ice cream cake thing they got going on. You don't have to give that to me on my birthday. You can give that to me on a random Wednesday afternoon. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demolish that thing. Um, I know I just posted this week how I lost all that weight and I feel really good. My body feels great. But man, Oreos, ice cream, and cake. No matter mm-hmm. how good my body is doing, how much, how good I feel, never, never going away from that. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Scott, so, Scott says here, having Stevenson as an eight-hole hitter speaks to how deep the lineup is. Yes. Like, yeah. look, Will Benson has been awesome in the nine-hole. And I understand that if it's not broke, don't fix it thing. Move him up in the lineup. Yeah. Dude. Like, okay. Between Joey Votto and Jake Fraley. He has these guys to pick their brains about the strike zone every day, and he sees the strike zone incredibly well. I am so yeah. impressed with some of the pitches he spits at and some of the pitches that he takes, and it's like, I would have swung at that. Of course, I'm not a big league pitcher, but like I would be like, I got to swing at that, right? Like, And he's yeah. like, nope, that's a ball. It's like, where did this eye come from? It's so – I am as pro Will Benson as it gets. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like Will Benson a lot. Yeah, Sid Nick makes a great point. He is like basically their second leadoff hitter. When their lineup moves around, he's on base for Ellie. Yeah, I actually really like Ellie the leadoff spot. I was curious. I was gonna. Ask, that was gonna be my next question. What do you What do you think of the move with Ellie at leading off the lead at leadoff? <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I asked Chad on an episode of the Riverfront, "Is he Ricky Henderson?" And I knew what I, how that how ridiculous it sounded. I knew I was way ahead of my skis. Especially as someone who freaking loves Ricky Henderson. Hey, Ricky uh, love Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> the David Cross Ricky Henderson bit, for those who haven't seen it, go and YouTube it. It's the funniest thing of all time. Um, but I was like, is, is he Ricky Henderson? He's fast. He's got pop. You know, like all he needs is a leadoff spot. Now he's leading off. Um, the fact that he can just like wreck a freaking game plan with the first at bat of a game. Yeah. Is unbelievable. Um yeah, and like you said, like more at bats. Yeah, you know, like Sid Nick makes the point of, um, if you put, if a ball bounces in the outfield, it's you know it's guaranteed extra bases. Yeah, you know, ball's yeah, gonna stay I, in the infield to be a single with Ellie De La Cruz. Right, and I I think that's that's one of the cool things about it. The one and the more at bats, but two, like a pitcher comes into the game. Your first yeah. at bat, and you've got to be as cautious as you possibly can. Because there's a guy up there that anything that hits the ground is is a at least a double. Infield, it's a single. 
And if you make a mistake, he'll hit it into the river. So, like, yeah. you got to be – you got to come in super cautious just to start the game. From either side of the plate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, the, the conversations we're having about him are so Paul Bunyan-like. Yeah. It, it, oh, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's freaking crazy. Yeah, Mr. Juan brings up the point of um, last year we had Albert Amora started games. Dude, like the lineup from opening day to now. He's talking about last season, but like Will Myers, Kevin Newman, like all this stuff. Um, You know, Nixon Zellis. Hey, um, that's that's wild. Yeah. Matt Reynolds was getting at bats for the team in April, like Pat brings up. And Matt Reynolds has kind of been raking at Louisville lately. Um, It's kind of wild. Chucky Robinson, too. I saw a couple people talking about him. We brought up Luke Maley. Um, You know, Chuck. I don't know if Chuck. I like Chucky Robinson. I do worry he's a four A player, um, which you know, like Carlos talked about a few weeks ago. Stuart Fairchild, everyone needs it. Um, I think it's a matter of time if this team does in fact make the playoffs. I can't imagine a situation where they still have Kirk Casale getting two at bats a month, and yeah. Stuart Fairchild down at Louisville. I think that Stuart Fairchild would be up for that, um, especially as a guy right off the bench. But I was going to ask you. Um, yeah, Scott, this is the best point of the show. Jason Vossler was like our <laughs> was our power hitter in April. He was. <laughs> he was the starting first baseman on opening day. Oh my gosh. Like, that, that is crazy. That was this year. That was this season. That was a hundred games ago. The dude, I oh my god. Now I've got to go look. Now I gotta go back and look. Like if you look at the opening day lineup compared to today's lineup. It's wild. Oh my god! It's insane. insane. Um. So I was going to ask you about kind of your thoughts on um. So the conversations have kind of been going around of. So, they have nine position players that you can play every day, but they have ten position players who are good enough to play every day. Yes. And it's obviously a good thing. The more talent, the better. Do you like this kind of rotation they're doing, where like a guy's getting a day off, like here and there? Like Joey got the day off today. Uh, yesterday, Ellie got the day off. He did come in later and, of course, score a big yeah. run. Um, but I think to keep these young guys fresh is kind of really nice, especially now that they're in a playoff race. Yeah. Um, do you do you do you like this idea that the, the, I love the coach? It. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I love it. Here's here's the thing: like if you if you are any team that is contending or in a contender spot, like you you want to have this is your dream scenario right to be able to be able to plug a guy in and play a guy uh and get quality at bats and not lose anything by subbing a guy down like mostly you know a lot of years if joey Votto was out of the lineup i mean we'd be like why's joey out what what's going on why like we would all be like we'd all be panicked because joey not in our lineup means that Either one, we're not going to score a whole lot of runs or, you know, we're not going to get any production. But yeah. we've got so many guys that can produce. Uh, I mean, from Friedel's to Fraley's to Benson's to Steers to, you know, we got so many guys that can produce on a different day. Like, it is it is an ideal situation to be able to give Ellie a day or give McLean a day, or give India a day. Especially, like, with – like, I think it's important for when guys are going through, like, 0 for 7s, 0 for 8s. Yeah. They need a day. 
Like I, I think like when India was struggling and he got he got a day off, maybe it was maybe in like the San Francisco series or one of those series in there, like he got a day. The next day he came out and went like two for four or one yeah. for four with an RBI. Like like I think guys need those days to reset themselves. I mean, they are human, but they're professionals of what they do, but they're also human. Like they need those days to be able to reset themselves. So to be able to do that and not lose anything in your lineup is, is huge for a team that's going and trying to make a playoff run. Yeah, and someone brought up the point earlier. I think it might have been Scott again in the chat talking about uh, by the way, this team just has, oh, I don't know, Nick Senzel, whatever they need to plug him in for yeah. a spot. Yeah. He can play a ton of positions. Um, you know, I really love, you know, I, everyone knows how big of a fan I am of Senzel. And like, I know like everyone makes fun of me for it. And I get it. I would make fun of myself for it too. Um, but, and look, no one's louder than me when he does something right. Yeah. Uh, when he does something well. And I was that way with Drew. You know, now Drew is one of my buddies. Like Drew and I, shoot the shit everyone every now and again so mm-hmm. oh there's my one sorry chad um but um you know so like yeah um by the way you know oh hey we just need to fill in a guide say how about the former second overall pick in the big leagues can you get a couple of bats for us today right <laughs> what hey man jose barrera was our starting shortstop opening day dude He's, what the heck? He's raking in Louisville. He's right raking now. in Louisville, and he was our starting. By the way, you said it. So. There was a bunch awesome. of like, <laughs> I saw everyone was like, Tim, 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 when you said Barrero. So I was like, all right, I got to do it. So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, but That's yeah, it's, crazy. it's so funny. Um, Yeah, man. And like, he might still. Yeah. It's so hard to give up on him because. Yeah. Oh, man. Scott, Scott, if you think you're a bigger Nick Senzel fan than Tim Daniel. I don't know. Chad Dodson, also a big Nick Senzel fan, though. So, um, Nick Senzel, if you are listening to the show or watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel, you're my guy. Thanks for the yeah. home run to sell, to get my birthday started. There you go. You made the point earlier about um, about Joey and when it's like when he wasn't in the lineup back in the day, you had to be concerned. Oh, oh yeah. What is life like for him now? Because look, look at the lineups he's played with. It's like, oh, hey, uh, I've got Patrick Kevlahan batting behind me today in the cleanup spot. It's like, oh, who, do you, who do you have batting behind you at seventh right now? Oh, Tyler Stevenson, Spencer Steer, and Will Benson. And Will Benson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, By the it's way, crazy. I hit sixth in the order, and that's what's behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, to him, I mean, it, it's got to be uh, – it's it's got to be a dream scenario for him. Like, one, he doesn't have the pressure of being the guy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, all those years, dude, he had to carry this franchise. All those years of winning MVPs and being an all-star. and All, all those years he had to carry the franchise and apologize for the franchise for being for the things, the lackluster performances. Like, he was the guy up front. Like, hey, you know, we know Reds fans deserve more. We know, like, 
all those years of having to do that to be here now where you've got young guys that are hungry, that you got young guys in the lineup that that protect your at-bats, they protect you in the order, and you got guys behind you that can hit well in the order. For him, it's a dream scenario because yeah. he doesn't have to be the guy. Any one of those guys can – we talked about this earlier. Any one of those guys can be the guy on a given night. It doesn't just have to be Joey. So for him, it's got to be like – he's got to be loving his cake and eating it too. You know what I mean? So not only am I – happy to be a part of the success of what's going on i don't have to be the guy for for all of that to go on so for him it's got to be incredible he's got to be super excited about all that stuff so it's 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 got to be cool for him to see scott is now challenging me to a senzel off oh no oh you got the jersey in your closet scott so do i all right so do i okay all right yeah. <laughs> I uh, so um when election season comes up in November and we have to do the election for the president of the Nixon Zell fan club, uh Scott Ruggiero is gonna be my opponent. Um so we will have the debate here on late night reds because we'll need things to talk about come November, believe me. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's uh I love that we're seeing it. I love that he is getting his love and yeah. um I think you know. we talked about that earlier. Like, like it was good to see him. We talked about this the last time I was on, I believe. It's good to see him back to being healthy and being the contributor that we know he can be. Like it was, yeah. It's really cool to see that. Yeah, if he's playing for like the A's, he probably needs to be their best player, right? Yeah. Here, yep. just fit in. Just fit in. Do do what you got to do to get at bats, and, and just fit in and do what you do. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, Barry Bonds against left-handed pitching. It's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to pull this up real quick to quote the to quote Mr. Bur- Mr. Marty Brenneman, how we looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how things look on both the divisional standings and the National League wild card. So how big were those Diamondbacks and Giants series to win four of six in those series? I mean, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, five of seven, five of seven, five of seven. Five of seven. Yeah, duh, five game win streak. Come on, Ted, you got this. Um, okay, <laughs> so these are the two teams they played. These are the two teams they had to beat in those series, um, and they did it. You know, so they now have the top spot in the wild card. If you know, so now there's two. You know, forever it was like, well, they got to win the central. There's no way they can get in the wild card. They got to win the central. They got to win the central. That's the only way they get in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Now there are two ways you can go. Now you have two possibilities because of what they did this week against the Giants and the Diamondbacks. I mean, after the Brewers series, they were four games out of the wild card. Yeah. So they were able to do something here. And look, I want to win the Central. I'm not going to sit here like I'm not going to complain about the wild card. I will never complain about a Reds playoff team ever again after what we did in 2013. I will never. Um, Funny enough, the season ends today. They'll be playing the Brewers in the freaking wild card. But I mean in the first round. But neither here nor there. Um oh Scott, that's impressive. Scott DM me so I can see this stuff because this is dope. He says he's got an autographed rookie jersey and his 75th JRD jersey. That's oh wow. Maybe he's got me beat. Okay. I was gonna say, geez. We'll still have the campaign. Still I'll got make- our, yeah, I was gonna say still gotta run the campaign. Chad, I'm gonna need some budgeting for, <laughs> uh, for marketing for this campaign. <laughs> 
Um, but going back, yeah. So this is like now there's two there's two different ways you can go to freaking mm-hmm. get here, and it's awesome. Um, I want to win the central. Obviously, the Brewers are the one team they can't get over. Thank God this is the last time they play them. But dude, like the Reds compared to the Brewers here. Uh, gets really, really interesting uh, yeah. the rest of the way as far as strength of schedule. Um, you know, I know the Reds got the Dodgers on Friday and, you know, the, the weekend series. That's going to be interesting. But, you know, the Brewers do not have it easy. Um, you know, they just lost two or three to the Braves this weekend where they, they had that game won today. And, you know, Atlanta does what Atlanta does. Um, yeah, man. But it's, you know, it's pretty fascinating. So I'm really excited that we're at this point now, obviously, and um, just awesome. So that's what this week did for the team that gave them this element. Um, I would not love nothing more than game one of the 2023 National League divisional round to be at Great American Ballpark. I would be there maybe shirtless. I don't know. I know it's October at night on the river, um, but shirt, I don't. Your, your shirt would be off, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a guarantee. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. I got to show yeah. off. I gotta show off this six pack I don't have. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it, it, this is awesome, man. Um, and this gets interesting too, if you look at. So I don't think we're going to have anything here where, you know, Marcus Stroman's the guy who's come up for the Reds. Gordon Witt, Gordon Witt, who's now the uh, guy for. Um, He's the beat writer for the Reds for the Assistant Enquirer. Used to be the beat writer for the Cubs, and he's gotten to know a lot of people in Chicago really well. He's basically said there's no chance the Cubs will trade within division. So Marcus Stroman probably not coming yeah. to Cincinnati. Um, we know St. Louis; they've already claimed they're going to be sellers. They had that five-game win streak for like a minute there. That was cute. Um, they obviously went ahead and got swept this weekend, so that's that rules. And then mm-hmm. you know, Brian Reynolds. It's going to be interesting. I know they signed to that contract, but they signed to that contract. And oh, by the way, they're 11 and a half games out of first place. And who's the guy they could probably get the most for right now if they want to move on? Probably Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, yeah. No one's jumping up the bit to trade for Andrew McCutcheon, folks. I mean, if they put O'Neill Cruz in the market, someone will go for him, but that's not happening. I know he's hurt. He's out for the year, but. um, Gosh, remember when people thought Pittsburgh was going to win the division? Losers. Losers, the same old franchise they always were. They're twenty and eight. They're gonna take over. They are who we thought they were. They are as, who we as, thought they were. As the late great Dennis Green would say, if "You want to crown them, then crown their asses, right?" <laughs> yeah. Dylan Cruz was like, "I'm not going there." You kidding me? Right. I mean, they did get Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens might pitch for the Pirates. I don't know in September, like. He's, he's pretty much better than what they have. Mitch Keller's going to be an interesting trade target for them. Well, they move Mitch Keller, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, brings us to here. So, for the final time in 2023, the Cincinnati Reds are going to go up to Old Milwaukee and face the Brewers. And these are your pitching matchups. So, Monday, we've got Doug on the mound going against Colin Ray. And I love that matchup for the Reds, especially the way Grashcraft's pitched the last couple days. Mm-hmm. Let's go matchups. Tuesday. What is this matchup on Tuesday? Like... Andrew Abbott versus Corbin Burns. Yeah. Um, that's going to be another two to one kind of game. Yeah. Hopefully for the Reds, but I don't know. If they can score two runs against Andrew Abbott, I'd be blown away. Mm. 
Um, but and then Wednesday you got Ben Lively against Freddie Peralta, which like I said earlier, Ben Lively looked awesome in that Sunday start against the Brewers before he got pulled for injury. Um yeah. he was great. So this is Corbin Burns numbers against the Reds this year in three starts. 18 innings, five earned runs, 26 strikeouts in three starts, and 18 innings. That's a strikeout and a half an inning. Yeah, and 10 insane. walks. Mind you, one of those games, he barely made it through th- six, too. Yeah. That's, that's the wild thing. Um, he's incredible. Thank God, Brandon. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Woodruff, I guess, is still a little bit of ways away. Thank God uh, for the sake of this year. But, right, man, just so I don't know if I'm like, I'm excited for the series, obviously, because it's, you know, you need these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't get swept. You can't get swept. No. You might lose two out of three. That happens. It's the Brewers. This is what you gotta they gotta get people. one though. You gotta get one of these. Mm-hmm. Two ideally. Two's ideal. Three's perfect. Three's chef's kiss, obviously. Yes. Um, but you gotta get one, at least. And so, you know, this is gonna be pretty awesome. Um, Scott says anyone to come to St. Louis for the last series of the year, I'll host. So Scott, I'm going to Cleveland for the series before that, actually. Um I'll actually be in Cleveland this week. I feel like I'm having an affair on the Reds Tuesday because they're playing <laughs> and I'll be at a Guardians Royals game. Oh, so I told Grace's family, I was like, look, I'm, I'll happily go to the game. And I'm, I'm, I really appreciate it. I was like, but I will be watching the Reds on my phone. Yeah. While I'm watching the Guardians game, because, of course, I want to see Jose Ramirez hit tanks. Right. But, um, I can't right you, now. You got, you got a job to do. Right? Yeah. Reds are playing, you know what I mean? Yeah, Riverfront. Yeah, right. Rock Knight. <laughs> right. Oh, man. <laughs> so, <sighs> perfect. Ben, this is so fun, man. I always, I mean, love, always. I always love when you're on the show. Everyone, all my, all the listeners, all the people in the chat love when you're on the show. They, they love having you come hang out with us. Awesome. Um, Chad is ready to hire you for Sunday nights <laughs> with me, so... Um, I think we can make that happen. Um, everyone who stopped by to wish me a happy birthday and hang out. This was really cool. Um, I've, I've talked about this a million times. I know everyone's probably sick of hearing it. I love nothing more than Sunday nights at nine o'clock knowing I'm going to be here talking about the team. I love the most. I used to go to games with my dad, with all of you. Like it's my favorite thing. I look forward to it every week. Um, so this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you all. Um, Let's go beat the Brewers. Hey, we'll drink to that, right? Let's beat the Brewers. That's M's down right now. Let's beat the Brewers. Let's get it. I love it. Everyone, enjoy your week. We'll be back next Sunday with, um, should I say it? I've got a guest. It's a fun oh. guest. Oh. Whatever. I've had a couple of bourbons. I'll tell you guys. Jumbo Diaz is joining me next Sunday night. Oh! That's huge. Yeah, Jumbo Diaz is going to come hang out with us next Sunday night. So if oh, you guys want to come catch up with old friend Jumbito, we're gonna we're gonna chat it up. There it is. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't cancel on me now that I advertised it. <laughs> but yeah, Jumbo Diaz well, will be here next Sunday at nine o'clock with me. So come through, Jumbo. Yeah. Everyone, have a good night. Go Reds. Enjoy the week. I'll talk to you guys. Beat the Brewers. Beat the Brewers.